right, with Stephen Coburn, What Makes Me Different, uh, one-page screenplay, The Art of the One-Page Screenplay. I'm so curious, Stephen, when did you write this script? Is it, is it, is it from another kind of a bigger story, or did it something that you saw the contest, and I'm like, I'm just going to write this? Yeah, actually, what it is, is I had seen the uh, contest, and my background is in writing features, and I had written a little over 20 features, some uh, about a handful of shorts and uh, a novel, but I had never seen any kind of a challenge like this. So for me, it was more about seeing if I could actually structure a narrative in a single page and, you know, just kind of try facing that challenge. So the first draft, was it was it more than one page? Yeah, I started out, I, this actually came into fruition after five drafts. I, it was, you know, when I came up with the concept, the general idea, ended up the first time at around three and a half pages. And then I just kept having to sort of like whittle it down, whittle it down and just take out what was obviously, you know, didn't seem relevant for the actual uh, functioning of the narrative. And then finally I got it down to one page and, you know, after six drafts, but I got there. So this has got a lot of impact. It's got science fiction, it's got, it's an action, it's got thriller, it's got all different types of like, uh, at the edge of your seat kind of tropes has got a relationship at the at the in the twist in the end right 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 absolutely yeah the, the, i guess you could say that the main thing that was sort of uh i guess the main source of influence for me in coming up with this one was rod serling because having absorbed uh twilight zone all my life i wanted to come up with something especially because i always thought that that show worked because the narratives were very compact and I don't know if you you watched the show, but there was this one season, I think it was the fourth season where they tried doing it in an hour format and it, it didn't really work because the, those episodes all seemed a little bit too uh, bloated for what Twilight Zone really was all about, which was just sort of giving you that kind of like impactful fist in the face ending with sort of like those sci-fi tropes that you mentioned. And this was even greater. I mean, the zone always did it in like 20, 22 minutes. Mm. I was trying to see if I could do it <laughs> in, in a page or I guess you'd say the equivalent of a minute's time. But that was really what the inspiration was, is trying to sort of just not not create an episode of that, obviously, but just sort of capture a narrative that had that essence. Do you know what I mean? No, I know exactly. I know exactly what you mean. It's like, uh, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's in, in, in today's world of like uh, streaming services where they, you know, were three hour or two hour movies, now a three hour movie. It's yeah. Like, I see what you're saying. It's sort of like, I didn't know that about Twilight Zone. I've watched many episodes. I didn't know they had that season where they, yeah. and then the season five, they just went back to, to the half yeah, hour format. It, exactly. So seasons one through three were the traditional 20 to 24 minute, whatever it was. And then I don't know if it was Serling. I don't know if it was the people at CBS, but somebody there had the, I mean, frankly, not so great idea of just formatting with one hour for the fourth season. And, you know, proof was in the pudding because obviously for the last season, they said, okay, you know what? let's just kind of go out with the bang. And the irony is, is that for me, season five, actually what is my favorite season? I think it's the one that has, you know, without a doubt, the best episodes. It's got the talking Tina episode. It's got this episode called leather jackets, which is about this group of aliens that are disguised sort of as like these motorcycle hoodlums, but they're there really just to kind of investigate the way the human race interacts and functions so that they can, I guess, you know, assimilate the planet at some point. Point. And yeah, that, that just had, that was the best season without a doubt.
Well, you back in the day, I, it was the advertisers that kind of kind of controlled the, the 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 station. So probably like whoever was advertising that show, yeah, probably wanted like thought it was so popular that they're that they wanted to expand it to an hour. I guess right. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking yes, and you know the the thing that was funny about when you asked a few minutes ago what was um what was basically the the purpose behind trying to face up to the challenge of doing this one page. Uh, narrative yes it was because i saw the the the, uh, the contest but also because i wanted to see if i could do it in a way that by the time you reach the end of the story at the bottom of the page it could go one of two directions you could basically conclude by saying well it ends there that basically that's that's the fist in the face that's sort of like the uh you know the punch point the the zone moment there or it could be sort of a launching pad for kind of what you alluded to earlier, if that was my intent, which is like, well, this is the starting point now for a greater narrative. Mm -hmm. And in, in keeping with that idea, what I kind of decided to do shortly after writing it is that even though there is that one page version that you've read, I basically decided to do just that. I'm expanding it now to feature length. So the irony about this particular one is that there will be the one page version, but I'm also expanding it to feature length as well. Oh, that's awesome. So there's just yeah. that, 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 that kind of inspiration to do a one page script has, has motivated you to kind of like tell the story in like in a, in a feature format, I'm assuming, right? That's exactly right. Because I, I you know, I, I have a handful of shorts that I did. I have a six, a six, a 10 and an 18. This is obviously the shortest. And I kind of kept those as they are, I don't really want to dive back into those and take them any further because I think that they're kind of the best that they can be in those formats and at those lengths. But this particular one, there was just something about it that got under my skin, especially when I reached the ending. And I said to myself, I said, no, you know what, this definitely, there's something here that can kind of be explored much further. And uh, yeah, that's what kind of motivated the decision to um, expand it to feature length. Well, it's it's about reliving trauma, right? Like it's about this yeah, one that's, character. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. He, I mean, he basically, you know, the idea is is that when it reaches the end, you can kind of conclude um, what exactly he is. Now, from my estimation, he is a sentient being. Uh, there's nothing really what you'd call malevolent about him, but yeah, he has something that almost resembles, you know, like PTSD. And the nightmare that's plaguing him has to do with the fact that in that opening that you referred to, because you said, you know, it's got it's got action, it's got thriller element, it's got the sci-fi thing. Yeah, I was trying to sort of like, you know, mix in all these ingredients and do it in a single page. But the idea is that I think that he's somebody that's been on this planet for a while. And that reveal at the end shows his sort of like otherness, if you want to call it that. But he's been on this planet for a while, and I think that what it is is that he's a uh, he's probably an agent for some sort of a possibly you know secret or you know black ops organization who partakes in these missions. But what gets to him is the fact that there's always these unexpected casualties that he's forever trying to avoid. And I think that by the time we get to the end of that narrative, it's traumatized him to the effect that he's suffering from these nightmares and. I want to take it now to where we're going to explore what his origin was when he arrived 
and if there's a way to essentially get beyond this and maybe to a certain degree cure himself. Oh, wow. Okay. So yeah, so just, it's a great jumping off point, but it's still, that said, it still has a beginning, middle, and end right. one page, I guess, right? Which is exactly, exactly. right. That that's well, that's exactly that's why I, I made that remark a little bit earlier when I said that if you want to sort of like engage in this as a full-fledged narrative that kind of like has its starting off point and concludes, absolutely fine. I, I mean, I you can read it that way and it works fine, I think. But I feel that as satisfying as it is in that format, it's just too much of a there's too much of a seed there of interest that's planted uh from a sci-fi standpoint that's like you know what this seems like a really intriguing character who probably has a very multifaceted backstory about his origins about you know what's been plaguing him during the time that he's been on this planet let's delve into that a little bit further and you know we might come up with something that's hopefully even more engaging for a reader and hopefully an audience what came first for you like i know you have some um some novels that that are published did the novels come writing come first for you or the screenwriting come first for you no this no actually the screenwriting came first um i did, i kind of dabbled in all on all genres well not all genres i guess the only things i haven't written are are comedies and musicals but pretty much everything else i mean i've done action i've done sci-fi i've done horror i've even done a modern day western and um the the novel, I think it kind of came out of that um, wanting to just sort of expand into another creative endeavor that involves storytelling and writing. I think I was um, probably interested in doing the novel for the same reason that I was interested in doing the one page screenplay. It was something that that offered a new type of challenge, albeit in the realm of, you know, creative writing and storytelling. And it was just simply nothing, something that I'd never done. I mean, you know, by the time I got to the novel, I'd already written 20 plus screenplays in the shorts. And it was like, all right, you know what, this this probably is, is because I, I tend to have a very sort of uh, visual, I at times maybe overtly visual style of, of writing. Um, I, I like to be very detail oriented. And I said to myself, okay, I have a friend who is a novelist who says to me, you know, you should try this because it really kind of will let you cut loose and go into all those facets of storytelling that fascinate you so much, you know, notions of design and costume and, you know, art direction and really getting into the specifics of locations and atmosphere. And, you know, when you're, when you're writing a screenplay, one thing that I've learned is that it's not that you're hamstrung, but you do have to be cognizant of the fact that you are writing in the service of another type of storyteller, which is the director. And so one thing that I've learned is that when writing, you never want to, you, you know what I mean? You never want to overwrite or make it seem like <laughs> you're, you're the one directing the picture when in fact you're the screenwriter. Yeah. So um, the one, the one thing that writing the novel allowed me to do was to be sort of like the every person in the crew, if you like, you know, you could be, that's, that's the thing that frees you up when you write a novel I learned is you know you want you can be the production designer you can be the editor you can even be the director and so the novel to answer your question really came towards the end it's actually to be honest with you Matthew it's the last thing that I wrote just before the one page oh wow 
So you, the, the, the novel came out like a few years ago, right? It came out a few years ago. That's correct. It's called uh, it's called The Man from Belize. Belize, yeah. And, yeah. And uh, I actually did the uh, I did the screenplay adaptation as well. And and basically it's it's been out there out and about for a while. And, you know, fingers crossed, best case scenario, it is you know, being actively developed, the screenplay is. So with any luck and good fortune, it'll it'll come to fruition either as a miniseries or hopefully as a film, because I actually have outlined um, treatments for the next two uh, book installments. Oh, wow. But you've been yeah. like, but have you been like, stop, have you stopped writing in the last few years? Like you just said that, that's a, that, like you said, the last thing you wrote was. Yeah, because I mean, I have I haven't stopped writing, but what it is is that I got into these uh, I got into these, this mode where I was doing a lot of rewriting, a lot of rewriting of previous scripts, where I was like, um, because I, I had taken I had taken some uh, some uh, some writing courses, and I wanted to sort of like get down to the nitty gritty of sort of like paring everything down to where it was really sort of much leaner and focusing just sort of on streamlining the narratives so that they just kind of like got from point A to point, a to point B in a, in a much more, uh, in a much more, I guess, impactful manner because I had, you know, gotten good feedback on the screenplays, but I wasn't getting the momentum that I needed with them. Yeah. And so I wanted to, uh, I, I wanted to just sort of like refine my own craft. So I focused a lot of time, a couple of years actually just doing that and then just doing rewriting. So to answer your question, it's not that I stopped. I never really have stopped. It's just that because a lot of what I've been doing has involved revising previously done scripts, I guess what I meant to say is that the book and the one page represent my newest output, gotcha. my most recent. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. All right, well, that's a, it's such a really great idea. So we, yeah, it's just a really uh, nice one-page script, beginning, middle, and end. It's like one of the better ones that we've done. So it was great talking to you about it. And uh, same here. Yeah, let's uh, let's talk again when you when this when the, this your novel becomes a film or or miniseries. <laughs> Sounds great, Matthew. Listen, thanks very much. I appreciate your having me. Thanks a lot. Thank you. In. Exterior, a clear blue sky draped in billowing white clouds. Day. A single Learjet flies across the vast airspace. Shots are fired. The Learjet flips sideways and begins its plummeting, uncontrollable descent towards the earth. The hull and a few windows burst apart. One body flies out, followed by two others. The plane reaches the surface of the sea. A furious explosion sets the sky ablaze and... Interior, a semi-darkened room. Morning. Sean Moore, 42, violently jolts up in bed as shafts of early morning daylight stream across his face. No! The consoling hand of his girlfriend, Lourdes, 35, caresses his shoulder as they sit up in bed together. Sean! It was the dream again. He looks at her tentatively as he kisses her hand and sits at the edge of the bed with his back facing her. His composure is now fully regained. The nightmare. There was no other way. The agency knew you were the only one who could get the job done. Sean stands by the window, looking out towards the city below. And your gift? 
It's what makes you the best. No. It's just what makes me different. Sean turns at that moment to face Lord. She smiles as she sees. The irises of Sean's eyes are a bright shade of yellow. The pupils within are a deep crimson red. Cut to black. 